Hey, bitches. Hello. What's up? Happy Monday. How you Dude, doing? Today's been like, <laughs> I like that, Joey. Um, it's been the Mondays, Mondayest, Mondayest of all Mondays ever. Bitch, you're telling me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, just a bunch of shit, you know, random shit happens at work and then... Oh, really? It was hot as balls today. Yeah, it's... I know I've barely even stepped outside because I just have not been feeling today. Honestly, yeah. I just... I'm not... I'm just not feeling good today. I'm sorry. It's okay. I think it's allergies, but it's kicking my booty. No, I hear that. Like, I mean, my allergies have been, like, off the chain this year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, just so much fucking pollen, and it's everywhere. Well, and we cleaned our garage out yesterday, so... Oh, there's probably dust everywhere. Yeah. And just, like, you know, whatever dirt particles that got... It, it's not ideal. Up. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, oh, uh, this is Hot for Justice. Oh, yeah, and I'm Jamie. And I am Jessica. 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 Um, yeah, wow. I'm not on my game today, but no, it's okay. okay. Did I, so, did I um, inform the podcast that I had I got a refrigerator in my kitchen? <gasps> you did not. No, I you didn't. Did oh my god, do yeah. it. You oh guys. yeah, because it just happened like a couple days ago. Duh. Yeah. So obviously they wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. This bitch has been living with a fridge in her living room yeah. since we talked about the fridge fiasco. Yeah. So it's been like what, like five or six weeks um, <laughs> of dining room fridge. And just when I was finally getting used to it, um, our landlord texts us and says, I found one. And this is a different... Ballin'. I found one than the last time he told us that he had found one. Because, <laughs> like, a week and a half ago or two weeks prior, he was like, oh, I found one. And we're like, okay, cool. So we start, like, getting shit moved. And he was like, oh, just kidding. Apparently this one leaks. So <laughs> that doesn't work. Do you have to get it used? Um, my landlord doesn't like to spend a lot of money on things if he doesn't have to. Fair, but you know, he's a bi- yeah. he's a big Craigslist finesser. Um, I this is not me talking I'll shit about my landlord. Too. My landlord's a tits. Like he's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I get it, and like he did provide us a fridge, so it's not like we were without fridge. Right. right. It was just that would be one thing. Mis- if you were, I would say. <laughs> or a, a fridge not in its correct home. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's not much you can do when it literally will not fit. <laughs> no, because, like, deadass. So, like, we had my uncle come over because he's a professional mover. And we're like, maybe he can, yeah. like, figure it out in, like, a way that, like, we're just too dumb. <laughs> or, you know, we yeah. it looked like there was, like, a bracket that was, like, keeping it on so, like, it wouldn't clear mm-hmm. the gap. Um, and he was like, yeah, no, I can't get that thing off. And we tried everything. He was like, I... <laughs> for real for real would have to cut a chunk out of your wall push it in and then re-drywall the corner wow and we were like yeah i don't think our landlord's gonna be like, super jazzed about that so let's not do that yeah probably not <laughs> so that's wild <laughs> yeah and then like a week and a half two weeks later but then we finally get a fridge and it's in our kitchen now so yay yeah um but it's been really funny because every time i like go to cook or like get a glass of water like i start to like go to the like the dining room 
mm-hmm. to go grab what Muscle I need. memory. Yeah, and I'm just like, God damn it. So, like, for the first, like, three That's days, funny. I was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was... That's... Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah. So... I like it. Well, I'm glad. Happy fridge to you. Happy Thank fridging. You. Thank you. Happy fridging. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We keep it cool over here in the Zimmerman household. Oh, that was good. Thank you. That Thank you. Um, anyways, I guess we should talk about actual, you know, like stuff. You know, people that are either, you know, no longer with us or missing. Well, important things. Yes. More important because not things just than people. Well, fridge is pretty important, but. In a different context. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Um, yeah, you're first, right? Yes, I am first. Okay. And per my usual standards, I went over to the Reddit. Um, Guess what? I did too because I literally just, I, it, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's been a wild couple of weeks for us guys. Just, you know. Can we, we didn't talk about who who's doing what. Do we have the same case? Oh, God. What do you have? It's always a, it's always a possibility. So it this is. was written by um, a Reddit user we have mentioned before. Jessica's making a face at me. <laughs> by the I don't like where this is going. <laughs> truffles. Okay. Um, uh, in regards to a Daphne Sharika Tulos. Oh, God. No. Woo. A different, was, a different um, one. A different one. Wow, wow though, because I was about to, I was going to say, I quit today. I'm done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ. But no, okay. but I it. guess Trifle Truffles is our homie. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you on our podcast if you listen. I'm going to send them a message because I actually cool. made Please a Reddit do. account um, so I can start saving things and like liking things and upvoting things and learning how to Reddit. I, would- I should probably do that. Yeah. I should probably do that. If anyone gives okay. a flying fuck, my Reddit username is jay-z94. Because, you know, Jay-Z, why would you not, like, take that opportunity? Oh my gosh, did you get your nails done? They're really cute. No, I did them myself with my gel nail kit. Not spawn. Oh my gosh, you guys, you should see. I mean, she's missing one on her pinky, but. Yeah, I had a couple casualties, <laughs> but yeah, I did this like bright yellow color and like, I normally don't That's like cute. gravitate to yellow in any regard, Yeah, but it was just really. You can really, pull it off. Thank you. It was just really calling Take my it. name. So I decided to go I'm, for it. I'm getting my nails done tomorrow because they are, they look a mess, but. Yeah, no, the salons in our county are still closed, so. Have not been able to go. Yeah. Anyways, continue with your story. I'm glad we don't have the same one. <laughs> I know. I would have been definitely... I, don't, I, I was going to say pissed, but I wouldn't have been pissed. Because it just would have been very... No, ironic. I would have laughed. Yeah, it's, it's actually very funny. And that, what, it's happened twice yes. already? <laughs> so, you know, good for us. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Truly. Okay. So, uh, Daphne Sharika Tulos, missing since July 26th of 1988 from Jackson, Mississippi, when she was seven years old. She left home and neighbors saw her walking in the neighborhood. It's like she walked off the face of the earth. I thought we would find her. So, uh, Daphne Sharika Tulos was seven years old when she vanished from her North Jackson, Mississippi neighborhood in 1988. 
Daphne left her grandparents' home on July 26th around 7 p.m. after a disagreement with her mother, Robbie Tulos, over how many fish sticks she should she could have for dinner. She wanted more fish sticks, and Robbie told her no, so she left the house and went outside to play. Uh, neighbors later saw Daphne walking south on Azalea Drive towards no Northside Drive. She had not been seen since. Uh, Daphne was epileptic and vanished without her medication. Robbie later stated that Daphne could not go more than about three days without her medication due to the onset of severe headaches followed by seizures. Daphne disappeared the same day that wealthy Jackson socialite Anne Lori Heron was kidnapped. Anne's husband received a ransom demand for his wife, but Anne was never found and has since been declared dead. Daphne's aunt, Sylvia Varnell, and other family members believe that more police resources went towards searching for Anne than for Daphne. Nevertheless, Sylvia said that some Jackson police officers worked tirelessly searching for Daphne and former Jackson Police Department Detective Edna Drake became like a member of the family. Detective Drake stated that a lot of resources may have been pulled in the search for Heron, but that did not stop police from working on Daphne's case. Like, of course we're going to say that, though. Um, yeah. Detective Drake prays constantly for the family that they will have closure as it bothers her that um, now, now that we aren't able to bring the family... Good lord. <laughs> Detective Drake prays constantly for the family that they will have closure as it bothers her how now that we weren't able to bring closure to the family. That sentence is written kind of incorrectly. It was hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No shade, trifle truffles. We're, we're still here. Yeah, no shade. No shade. It's fine. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Detective Drake recalls that police pursued every lead that they received, during, uh, including one that Daphne was alive in New Orleans and another one that she was living with relatives in Michigan, but none of the leads panned out. Uh, Robbie and her then-boyfriend, Ernest Epps, were investigated, but both took and passed polygraph exams, according to the Charlie Project. Um, however, a newspaper article detailed how Robbie, quote, failed a test administered by Officer Joe Webb because she was upset about the child's disappearance, end quote. Um, Robbie recalls afterwards, um, Officer Webb had told her that, you know something, citing that the answers indicated that she was deceiving them or not telling them everything. Police later noted that she was given the test to confirm that the child was missing. So Robbie also attributes a suspicion on the police's part on her past drug use, which she says that she has been treated for. Uh, family members believe that the then-boyfriend or someone associated with him played a role in Daphne's disappearance. Ernest, who is now deceased, was released on a $10,000 bond the same day that she disappeared. He was arrested on July 8th after Daphne told an aunt that he had touched her while the family was sleep asleep in their bedrooms. Daphne's crying had woken up her aunt, according to Daphne's grandmother, Shirley Tulos. Um, Ernest's family had called Robbie in an effort to drop the charges offering $175. In 1990, around two years after Daphne's disappearance, Shirley and a neighbor found a shirt lying in a nearby backyard of a home. The shirt had Daphne's na name written in the tag. Shirley recalled... Wow. How long... How, wait, how long after was that? After she disappeared? Uh, this was... 12 years. Or two years. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I was like, what? Of, I can't math. But, but even two years is... Mm -hmm. um, that's... Sus AF, but okay. A hundred fucking percent. And so Shirley recalled that all of Daphne's clothes were labeled with her name and kept at her home. However, she would not be able to notice if any clothes were gone unless it was a Sunday dress, a Sunday dress or a coat. Um, I mean, probably same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Police questioned the residents of the house where the shirt was found and determined that they had nothing to do with Daphne's disappearance. The shirt was taken to a crime lab for further tests, but it's unclear what the results were. Shirley later noticed that Daphne's teddy bear was also missing from the home. 
2018, family members thought that they had found Daphne. They were so help hopeful because the woman uh, they believe was Daphne was about the age the, that Daphne would be now, and her first name was also Daphne, but with one F instead of two. Uh, the woman also bore a striking resemblance to family members, and a... Uh, do, 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 and a search produced no vital records of the woman's mother having given birth to the child. However, the woman ended up not being Daphne as the woman and her mother came to the Jackson Police Department and met with police providing birth certificates showing that the woman's birth um, that proved that she was not Daphne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sylvia recalled that they shed some tears behind that. It was the closest they had, closest they had come to finding her. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. say anything about having done a DNA test, though. Yeah, I'm. You know, every time. I mean, so the, obviously the police can do their own mm-hmm. if they have like evidence of you know something or whatever. Right. But you know, families can. You can go on there too, and mm-hmm. and now you you get notified when you have new family members, at least on um, Twenty Three and Me. So. Mm-hmm. I always kind of, like, think about that now, like, how many of those situations occur. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of so. wild, though. Yeah, that is. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aunt, Shirley, who's now 85 years old, hopes that someone will come through and tell her something, just not knowing is what bothers you so much. She spent most of her life savings and effort to find, try, try and find Daphne and now resides in Spokane, Washington. Robbie remains weak and too emotional to discuss her daughter's disappearance. Daphne remains missing. Yeah. Detective Drake states, this case will never be closed until that child is recovered. Um, anyone with knowledge about the disappearance is asked to call the Jackson Police Department at 601-960-1234. Today's episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. You must have heard of Best Fiends, right? You know, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million global downloads? Everyone's playing it and you should too. Best Fiends stimulates your brain with thousands of fun and colorful puzzles, but it's a casual game so it doesn't stress you out, which I think we all need right now. I've also been comparing my stats to family and friends, which is a fun way to connect while physical distancing. I've beaten over 340 levels so far and have collected tons of cute characters and completed many, many challenges along the way. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. That's Best Friends without the R, Best Fiends. <sighs> We're, well, this episode is going to just be one big bummer because I also have a child. Oh, a missing child. God damn it. So I think Trifle Truffles is like bringing it in hot and covering like mm-hmm. the cases that aren't, I mean, and sh- they even talk yeah. about it um, at the bottom about how um, there's been a study about how black children are um, underrepresented, obviously, in TV mm-hmm. news. Um, so my case today is Rashida, Rashida, not quite exactly sure because there's a Y in there. So I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Um, Robinson Wilson, she went missing from San Diego, California on July 15th of 1991. Um, around 2.30, she told her mom, Vicky, that she was going outside to play. Um, she had been living with her mom and her younger sister on the second floor of the Yale Hotel, which was a single room occupancy inn on F Street in downtown San Diego. So I kind of have, I, I looked at other resources and, um, 
for this case and mm-hmm. it, they all pretty much said that the Yale Hotel Yale Hotel was really it it was not in a good area um it was kind of like really rough and could have been very dangerous for her okay um as a young child to be kind of like wandering around playing Mm -hmm. um so she and her friend had been playing that morning on a fire escape of a neighboring building um but the building's like landlord came out and told them that it was really dangerous to be doing that so they he asked them to leave Mm -hmm. um after that it was said she went home for a little while and then came outside to play around 2 30 um and nobody ever saw her again so her mom called the police when uh rashida missed dinner and she didn't come home um i guess eight o'clock was uh kind of like the time like she the would have been home yeah mm-hmm. um is that so she was <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, in the 90s, I feel like it was different, you know? Like, you could not come home for dinner, and, like, yeah, it's a little worrisome, kind of depending on your parents, yeah. but, like, you know, if you weren't home by this time, then you knew to something was wrong kind yeah. of thing, yeah? Like, basically, like, when it gets dark out, because, like, if it was summertime, yeah. then it was probably pretty late. Yeah. So it was in July, so eight, it, it was around, like, thinking back on my childhood, like, eight o'clock, it is getting dark that's when you need to be home but I would have to check in so like if I missed dinner right you know um but my mom also like she worked for you know like a law enforcement agency so she kind of um right she was just like a little bit more uh I don't I don't want to say strict but she was just like a little bit more worried I guess about it so anyways no that makes sense um yeah I guess I'm more cautious I would say Yes, that's a good So, uh, and apparently Rashida hadn't, um, it, it, this wasn't the first time that she hadn't come home, um, like that. So her mom recalled that a few months earlier, uh, she, her daughter disappeared, um, but then was found playing near a school that same day. Um, but she said this time she felt that it was different. And she said, she's quoted saying, I'm afraid somebody has taken her, um, and while noting that Rashida was really friendly and um, her mom said she was, she's too damn friendly. Oh, so, no. uh, yeah. Um, Vicky highlighted that Rashida had no history of being a runaway. Um, she has never gone with friends for more than three or four hours. So police set up a command post outside of the Yale Hotel. Um, they had a helicopter flying around um, calling her name over the loudspeaker. They distributed flyers um, all over San Diego and Tijuana, which for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, California or San Diego, San Diego kind of borders Tijuana. You can pretty much cross into Mexico from there. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, 150 volunteers searched downtown alleys, dumpsters, and abandoned, bil- abandoned buildings, but they didn't find her. Um, the you know, Yale Hotel, hotel – I can't remember why I keep saying that weird – hotel – Anyway, what were you going to say? I was like, it's really wild that, like, you know, I hadn't really thought about that until you just said that, um, that, like, especially, mm-hmm. like, so far in Southern California, like, or even in, like, other states that, you know, could border Mexico or other, you know, if you live close to, an, like, a border of another country, like, how terrifying yeah. must that be to, like, have that, like, be a thought? Like, you're yeah, within an hour of, a like, a, you know, country border? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, you think about And then it becomes an international in situation. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's wild. Bonkers. So, Sorry, that just like um, brain farted into no. me. No, well, especially like, I mean, Mexico. 
that I mean, human trafficking is a situation well, the, not yeah, just Mexico, obviously, with other and... yeah other countries too. So, yeah, I mean that's scary. So, mm-hmm. uh, they said that that hotel was so crime infested that the city eventually forced it to close. Um, and then there had been rumors that Rashida was a pawn in some kind of drug deal, which I feel like they say that mm-hmm. because they're black and I guarantee you if they were white living in the same area that wouldn't even have been a comment that was made so that irritates me um the police did ask the mom to take a lie detector test but I mean it doesn't say the the results but they they never identified a, a suspect publicly no arrests were ever made um she was never found so um that year, she, Rashida was one of three nine-year-old girls in San Diego who went missing um, in the span of five months. But the other two were found murdered. Um, a few weeks before Rashida, a nine-year-old Laura Arroyo was kidnapped from her family's home. And um, after like answering the door, her body was found the next day, um, three miles away. Uh, and then another... Oh no! Uh, a neighbor was convicted of her murder and sentenced to death. And oh then my three months God. after, yeah, three months after Rashida, um, a, a nine-year-old named Amanda Geek Geek I don't know exactly um, disappeared while riding her bike um, near her home, and then her body was found late, uh, eleven days later. Um, she, the person, there was a person arrested um, who was also a neighbor who was sentenced to life in prison and convicted of her murder, but they were not connected, and both of those nine-year-olds were, they were white. So I feel like in these types of, like, cases, if they're kind of a serial thing, they're generally not, like, crossing racial lines. Yeah, not really. Um, Like, that seems a little bit too, I mean, like, the MO is just too different. And, like I said, especially because the other bodies were recovered pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. So, uh, Rashida, or Rash- Rashida, I don't know exactly how to say it, and I kind of feel bad. Anyways, she remains missing. Um, her aunt, Violet Maria Wilson, noted in 2011 that even though um, she has not been found, she has never been forgotten, um, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have an age progress- progression photo of what she might look like as a 30 or 23-year-old, and now um, as... But it should be almost 40 now. Yes. 39, 40. Mm-hmm. So um, anyone with information is asked to call NICMEC. Um, the phone number we will put, or you can find it in this link, but um, or the San Diego Police Department at 619-531-2000. Um, it's interesting. So the author of this article also kind of notes that in the Charlie Project um, notes, because mm-hmm. this is a case from there, um, they note her as being streetwise. And um, the author points out that this term um, basically suggests that a child has characteristics that an adult would have, that you know they can walk around and survive in a, an area that's not safe for them. And... Yeah, I just I don't like I don't, that. I don't. I didn't like it either. Um, she also, or they, I shouldn't assume. Right. Um, the author also posts um, about a study that discusses um, underrepresented uh, 
basically that black children's like cases missing cases or murder mm-hmm. cases are underrepresented in tv and news which is not you know a surprise i think to us we've talked about that before absolutely um, that's why we're you know doing this series so yes so there's a lot of information i also found an article when i was researching this um from the washington post and I thought it was really interesting. So it's not particularly about this case, but it's about this issue as a whole. Um, the title is, In the past decade, nearly 26,000 murders have gone without an arrest made in American major, major American cities. Of those, more than 18,600 of those victims, which is three quarters, to put it into perspective, were black. Jesus Christ. So the article has all of their names, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. Um, there's a lot of graphics and a lot of research done. I th- thought it was really interesting, so I'm going to link it as well. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, some of you may be interested. No, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, yeah. Honestly, right after this, because I, I get to sneak peek at the uh, link. <laughs> you do. So, yeah, that's, I mean, missing children are always a real bummer. It's just, like, yeah. as a mom, I literally, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't think I could survive that. Yeah, I just recently found out that someone, like, a couple of degrees of separation from me, mm-hmm. um, has, uh, it's like they had, like, a wife and, like, some kids, and then it turns out they had, like, other kids from, like, a previous oh, wow. relationship, mm-hmm. and, like, nobody knew about them, and, like, it just, it, the whole thing's wild, you know what I mean, like. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's, like, totally wild, like, how much, like, stuff that just mm. yeah 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 <laughs> so um well do you have anything fresh i won't say fun no uh, i mean other than my fridge which i'm still like <laughs> over the moon excited about um, yeah i feel bad yes oh also um i don't think i've talked about this on the podcast um my latest hobby and obsession is plants Oh, yeah. She's been showing me all her plants. Yes, and I got a new plant <laughs> on Saturday. Bless you. Thank you. At least I think that was a sneeze. It was kind of a cough sneeze. I'm having allergies. I don't. I am not sick. <laughs> I don't think. It's not the Rona. It's not the Rona. Um, but yeah, on Saturday I went to San Francisco. Um, we went and got in some, some pizza and ate it on the beach. and um, Looked like a model. Looking oh like God. a snack. Get- out of here <laughs> <laughs> well you did um shameless plug for my instagram it's at jms94 with two y's and two s's anyways <laughs> <laughs> um but no i got this uh, i kind of showed it to you a moment ago um this big old pothos there at a little plant shop that was next to the pizza place so she spoke to me so i took her home she's cute but yeah no i have a problem i've bought like one two three four like four or five plants in the last like three weeks. <laughs> I cannot keep a plant alive, so I won't. I'm not. I can't. <laughs> um, I'll report back once I've had these for more than a month. <laughs> That's fair. I um, mean, at least I yeah. can keep a child alive. I'll say that. That's and true. Dogs. Yeah. See, you're you're sliving. Parasol will be don't. proud. <laughs> I don't have a green thumb though, apparently. But you know. That's fine. We can't all be good at everything. No, we can't. It's okay <laughs> to be mediocre. I'm just kidding. Because I'm no, mediocre at many things. <laughs> I'll probably kill these plants. It's okay. No. Nope. No, 
No, no you kidding. won't. You're going to keep them alive. Yeah, I'm not putting that energy into this house. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. Uh, um, so I started reading White Fragility, which I thought it's it's really good, and mm-hmm. it really puts things into perspective um, in a different way of thinking than, like, I mean, even I, I like to think that I am open-minded and I try mm-hmm. to be educated about things, um, but... I mean, just wow. So next yeah. week, I think I'm gonna read like a little chapter, or not a chapter, but like a little paragraph out Ooh, of it. That, yeah. Like some, there are some quotes or like some things in there that made me think about things differently. Mm-hmm. So I also urge you. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you're probably, you know, kind of. I'm sure that you align with our mm-hmm. beliefs in some way. Um, so I, and if you don't, and you're listening. I urge you to check it out because it really will give you a different like frame to think about this issue in a way that you might not have thought. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and and trying to learn a little like, a little more about the issue. So yeah, learn a new perspective. Learn, you know, literally. Um, like I said, I've been ta- talking endlessly about uh, how to be an anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost done with that right now. Um, it is same thing. It's just like so powerful because yeah. it's just like wow. Like I, I've literally never thought of it this way. Like all these things that I heard growing up, or I heard here right. or there or wherever. Like it really realize. puts it into perspective for you, and like yeah, and how all these things are indoctrinated from such a young age, mm-hmm. and in such subliminal ways, even um, yeah, for sure. So definitely check those two books out. Um, yes, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah, I think me too. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday with the next Unsolved Mysteries. So this is the French one. Yes. Um, it's a doozy. You guys, literally, I skipped this one because, like I said, it's subtitles, so you pretty much have to read while you're yes. watching. You have to read the episode. Because most of it, unless you speak French. Um, I skipped it originally because I did not want to sit down and like have to really focus on it. Right. And But coming back to it, it is... It really is a doozy. It's very interesting, so I highly recommend mm-hmm. that you watch it, even though you have to subtitle it. Yeah, no, like, it's bonks. Yeah, it really is. I was like, Whoa. And I actually realized I had heard of the case before, because I'm pretty sure they did it on MFM. And after you said that, I was like, maybe they have. But I, I think I've heard of it, too, because I, I feel like it's something that's not, like... Sorry, my, you can hear my dog pitter-pattering um, <laughs> on my hardwoods. <laughs> but... Um, it's something that I don't think was like not covered because like it's the same thing with the the next episode. I have I watched the first like half of the next episode, but I haven't finished it. The one on Alonzo Brooks. Oh yeah, um, like that one was pretty highly publicized. I th- feel like at the time, I don't remember. I don't remember it, but it is now because they exhumed his body. Right. Well, like um, yeah. at the time, like it was it caused an uproar because the police weren't doing anything, and now that Netflix started doing something, they're exhuming his body, yeah. which is fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Um, for sure but um same same idea i think this one i think had a little bit of hype right when it happened um and then kind of petered out yeah well i mean it was in 2011 and i don't remember this ever coming really across my sphere but then i wasn't as into true crime then as i am now so yeah but yeah anyways watch it before you listen to wednesday's episode thank you 
anyways on that note we will catch you then and yep. bye bye